Hello again, and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond, and with me, a very excited Six Nations legend, Rachel Burford. That's right. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited about the fact that this is the start of the brand new Six Nations. Well, how many titles was it that you won, Berth? How many Grand Slams? Anyway, enough of that now. Um, what's on the menu for this week? Oh, well, we'll get our teeth into the three games on Sunday at 12.30 UK time. France hosts England and Poe. Well, just half an hour later, and I believe we both kick off at one o'clock. Ireland take on Scotland in Dublin and Wales face Italy in Cardiff. We'll preview all the matches in depth and we'll hear from some of the key personnel involved in those games. Indeed we will. Scotland coach Philip Doyle, that's goose to most of us, uh, will tell us about his preparations for a first up meeting back at his old stomping ground at Donnybrook. And if that wasn't enough, his counterpart, Ireland's head coach Adam Griggs, He's on to share his thoughts too. Plus, England's, unfortunately, fallen soldier, Marley Packy's going to join us on the pod this week. Yeah, so all the Six Nations on its way, but uh, this week we begin with news from elsewhere, starting in the North Island of New Zealand, of course, in Hamilton, to, to be exact, where the New Zealand Seven side, what a historic weekend it was for them, both the men and the women lifting their home title. That's three tournament wins in a row now for the uh, the Blackfern Seven side. Impressive stuff for them. A few records broken over the weekend as well, weren't they, Berth? Yeah, that's right. Tyler Nathan Wong, who's kind of the talisman, or talisman, as we maybe should say. Um, person. Tally's person for the Black Ferns. Um, she overtook um, Portia Woodman and became the all-time top scorer for the Black Ferns. So a pretty impressive um, title for her that weekend. Yeah, you wouldn't think Portia Woodman would be, would be caught. Bianca Farella as well, the Canadian. Second player to score 150 tries on the circuit. Also great to see uh, one of the Australian key players back as well. Yeah, unbelievable to, you know, the story behind Emily Cherry coming back. You know, seven months ago, she gave birth to her daughter um, and now she's managing to be back on the pitch, tearing it up and scoring tries for fun, just like she did before. Yeah, pretty absolutely. remarkable. England finished six, their best showing so far in the series uh, and Ireland down 11th. Yeah, I think England would be quite pleased with that. And, and speaking to England, their goal is very much Tokyo. And as long as every leg they're going to, they're improving which they are showing, and they've got some key players back. They've still got a couple to come back in. So, you know, and they're the only team to really push New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah, remember, last weekend only just scored in the final uh, moment. So, you know, let's not write this England team off yet. Indeedy not. Well, over to Ireland, where last weekend saw the uh, Energy Women's All-Ireland semi-finals. UL Bohemian, the holders of the competition, beat Railway Union 18-12. And Old Belvedere, came past Satonians 25-22 with Gemma Jackson with a late penalty, I believe. And the only other thing I was going to talk about, Berth, because we're just rattling through it this week with all the guests and Six Nations bits and pieces that we're doing, was thank you very much for uh, taking me to that brilliant dinner on Friday night at the Hurlingham Club. Uh, everything for sport. We are surrounded by some awesome people, weren't we? Yeah, we had a, a great table. Um, firstly, both of us kind of looking to the left of us going, is that Sasha Corbin? And we're like, oh my God. Uh, you know, a netball legend in her own right and just has bundles of energy. She's just she such just... a joy just to be around, just positive. Her mum's really knowledgeable in sport wow. as well. <laughs> Don't stand in her way. No. Wow. Uh, what a force of nature she was. And Amy, uh, Amy Marin as well, the uh, Paralympian swimmer. Uh, Olivia Ray, the, uh, the Scotland cricketer was there as well and Carrie Ann Payne 
I was really embarrassed uh, when she said she was an open water swimmer because I remember that, that 10k race in the Olympics, cheering her on when she won her medal. Um, and yet, yeah, completely forgot who she was face to face. But uh, fabulous stuff that, that Carver's doing with his charity. Yeah, um, you know, the night was set to raise money and raise awareness for, for cancer. Um, Kayvon's been doing this over the kind of last couple of years. He's had some really personal, tough experiences um, with the battles against cancer and his friend, with his friends and family. And he sets these ridiculous challenges, um, trying to raise money, trying to raise awareness, trying to get people involved as well. Um, so we were there uh, in support of that, did a little Q&A with, um, with Amy, Olivia... Um, on stage just talking about mental health women's sport and cancer um yeah and he's he's got a ridiculous <laughs> challenge at the moment where he's going to do one million strikes at a punch bag non-stop and they calc i can't remember how many strikes it was in total per day per second or per hour but it's going to take him six days solid i just absolutely bonkers absolutely bonkers yeah hats off to him uh his latest challenge at the moment www.paris2 the number london.com so take a look there donate whatever you can awesome treat as well to to see laura Wright perform up close and personal with world and union one of my favorite songs what a treat and with little otty in the background as well another another working mum coming back from childbirth oh, seven weeks yeah he was out the back with harry um he was daddy sitting at the time oh magic stuff oh stop it welling up <laughs> I'm Sarah Hunter, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Okay, well, it's uh, Crack On With Six Nations, which kicks off this Sunday lunchtime. Someone who has been there before, got the T-shirt, the mug, one of those celebratory cake tins, uh, but won't be there this time, very, very sadly. Uh, Marley Packer. How are you, Marley? How's the ankle? Hi guys, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Obviously gutted to be ruled out of the Six Nations, but um, one of those things, part and parcel with rugby, you pick up injuries, so yeah, gutted not to be there, but I know the girls will go there and um, hopefully get the job done. Um, it's going to be a massive game on Saturday. Well, don't worry, Marley, your, um, your name is definitely well imprinted down at Yeovil still. I was there on Sunday. And I went to the bathroom to uh, get changed after a wet, soggy session. What do I see above the ladies' toilet? Marley Packer, VIP, Vice President. Lovely. Good stuff. <laughs> no, Rachel, you definitely yeah. made that sound worse than it. No, no, no. And then you go in. It's, it's, then, a, it's above yeah, the toilet. It's the toilet. Door before the oh, toilet. Right, and the then door. it gets better. Then you go into the clubhouse. There's not only about 10 of her shirts around the club, but there is literally a six-foot poster of Marley. Just hanging wow. by, right by the bar. Marley Mania. <laughs> you need to get onto them to um, rename the bar. Packers Bar. What? It's got Packers, Packers Bar. Party yeah. Packers Bar. Party Packers Bar. Party Packers Bar. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, look, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to back you, Marley, because you're giving back. You give me shirts. You obviously go down there quite a bit. And we, we are digressing somewhat massively here. Um, <laughs> just a wee bit. Um, Molly, have you had serious long-term injuries like this? I mean, how, how long are you going to be out? Uh, is it um, something you've had to cope with? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to be back um, for the back end of the season. But I think at the moment, for me, it's just it's about getting this right. Um, obviously, looking into next year, we're going into a World Cup year, yeah. and I want to make sure that like I'm 
I'm ready for that 100%. And I think that was the massive um, thing for me having surgery now. It's not that I try and rehab my injury back and then, and then later down the line, something occurs. So I think it's pre-planning for, for, for that and making sure that, we, that I tick in all the boxes and making sure that I get all the, all the, the right stages at the right time right for me more as so there's not so much a time limit but I'm hoping to be back to the obviously the back end of the season because they're the games that everyone wants to be playing in yeah of course how does that squad look 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 for you then Marley um and in particular looking at looking at the back row or certainly the back row options um like I think that I think the, the, the back row is still going to be very strong for England like um You've got Victoria Fleetwood and obviously myself that have been chomping at the bit, both going at it for that seven shirt. Um, and then, um, so I should imagine that she, she'd slide straight into that spot and she'd do a, a cracking job for the team, like her work rate, her work rate, um, the way the way she breaks lines and yeah, she's just an all-out amazing player to be fair. And then you've got the likes of Sarah Hunter, Hunter and... Uh, Beckett uh, uh, flank I should imagine like I don't know the team but that's what I would have thought it would have been something like I mean Marley at the moment you know England are winning four games to nil against France is the side looking to change anything up bear in mind that you've beaten them four times away also at home what are the thoughts around that I, I, I think it'd be it's going to be a tough one. Like playing France in France is 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 a tough game, um, and like we've only played, we've only beaten them once in six years, I think, over there. So I think that to to go back out there, um, and obviously we're playing in the south of France, it'd be a bit different. Um, but I imagine the crowd's still just as amazing and crazy. Um, so I think the girls will go out there and. We'll, we will have a similar kind of game plan probably, but there should be some more, should be some kind of tweaks in it and how we want to play um, will be like, but then I think that would be like the norm kind of thing going into a game like that. Why is it so hard to win in, in France then, Mali? If you only done it once in the last six times? Um, is it purely that crowd? Sure. <laughs> it is hard. Like, um, I'm not really quite sure why it's so hard, but I think the, the crowd at, it's so electrifying over there and like they get behind France but then they also they give France a lot of stick when France are not on top or um, they just like to see good rugby and I think that that, that's the thing and the crowd do that Um, but I think France usually have quite late kickoffs, whereas the last time we played them was an earlier kickoff in this time, and I think that probably suits us better as as a team. Um, obviously, waiting around all day for me is not one of my favourite things to do. Um, so I just I'll like to get out there and play. Though, so I think sometimes that maybe might be something to do with it. Yeah, I think some of my thoughts when when we've played over there and we struggled is. Just the kind of pressure that that crowd does bring. They are so loud and get behind anything that France do really well and anything that England do badly. And whether it's consciously or subconsciously, it does get into your head and does play a part. Um, You know, a couple of years ago, we were winning last moments of the game. You know, we beat the record, didn't we? It was 18,500. Yeah. And just kind of all of that pressure does amount to you. And I think, you know, that's something that England have struggled with. But you can't you can't ignore the results that have recent gone by. Tough position in in USA 
when you guys beat yep. them up against its second half. Same again um, down at Exeter, last moments, one opportunity yep. you guys score and win. So, Thompson, yeah. Uh, yep. So those things I think will, will really support England going away this weekend. Yeah, and I think that winning mentality within the squad as well. Um, and it's not even just in an England shirt. I think at the TP15s, like the, the, the players that play in those games, they like they're used to playing in hard fought battles and games that are like to, right until that final whistle. So it's we're being challenged all the time. So then when we do go back to England in those high pressured environments, that that we t- we tick those boxes week in week out. Is it something that uh, con- consciously uh, the the England coaches work on with you guys? Um, yeah, they, obviously they give us uh, training environments where it's high pressured or um, scenarios where we're points down or it's last play um, kind of things, and then also off field kind of stuff. Um, just make it that that winning environment. Were you with the squad when they got together? Um, so I we had. One of those camps before, uh, in yeah? In January, we had a training week. Um, I was with the squad at that week, but I didn't actually train because I dislocated my thumb the, the weekend before against uh, Loughborough at Saracens. So, but I was with the squad, uh, really high spirits. The girls were all um, looking forward to, obviously, the Six Nations coming up. But uh, then I've actually been out of it since um, my injury. So I've not been that close to the girls. So, so, do you know much about uh, Moena Talley and Amelia Harper? No, not too much, but I think they've come in. Um, I think it's really good. So, um, obviously, they're both real young. Um, it's good for the squad, but I don't really know too much about them, um, if I'm honest. But I like to see them. Like I think, I think like throughout the back row, um, like someone young. Obviously, me and Fleet are getting no younger, so it's good to to get someone in that in that environment of the Red Roses and um, just being able to be around the girls to to, to feel feel the kind of pressures and yeah, going forward. And what about France then, Marley? Who are the couple of players that we need to be watching and thinking about this weekend and? And, you know, Simon and the rest of the team will be looking in going, we've got to mark this player, we can't let them do this if we allow that certain player. You know, what are those couple of key players that you're thinking of? Um, I think Tremelay, um, you've always got to watch her. Um, the fullback. In a, yeah, the fullback. She, um, she's got a good kicking boot on her. Um, and I think that in the autumn international game, she didn't, I didn't think she was at her full, like, full potential. Um Whereas not, normally she she plays a lot better than what I thought she did um, then, um, and then obviously the France nine um, and their back row, all of them are, are, are dangerous players that we England need to be very um, aware of. Um, obviously, they did a quite a few where they won a quite a few uh, meters on us is where they picked and goes around the breakdown. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, one last question for me, Marley. Anyway, if because Fleeto, uh, Vicky Fleetwood hasn't been playing the last few weeks, should she not be fit? And obviously, you're not going to be fit because you're sat there watching Come Dine With Me. Um, <laughs> who's playing seven for England? Um, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. What are the options? Um, uh, I don't know. It, it is, I, 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 I couldn't call it. Would you put like a, a just just have a big beastie back row, uh, Suntra 8, Beckett, uh, and Cleal 
and then possibly someone like Harriet Miller Mills in the second row. Yeah, you could do that, or you could possibly put. You've got Rowena Burnfield, like she plays back row for Richmond sometimes. Yeah. Um, or you've got the likes of Amy Cocaine. So even though she's a hooker, she has played for England at seven a couple of times. Nice. Um, not started, but I know when we went over to the Six Nations and uh, I dislocated my shoulder, she covered the seven position then. So you're, like you've got options there where that you might not think like yeah it might be just something that you wouldn't think of but they could go with because you might want to just go with experience like off the side of the scrum technically Amy might not know what 100% what she's doing but I'm sure that Mids and Blaze have got a contingency plan there and they're working with them players but like I said I've not been around the girls so I don't really know what what options are yeah of course where where are you going to watch it Molly? Um, I'm not too sure yet um, I might meet up with Abby Scott, but I've got no plans. Plans, but I'm definitely going to be watching it. Uh, my my family are actually going over to watch it, so they booked the flights oh, and hotel okay. to watch it. So my mum and her partner oh. still going over because it's his birthday. So that'd be nice for them. But unfortunately, I'll be left home here. <laughs> oh no, that's cutting. They're okay. You should go to the Oval. They'd welcome you there. Go down. Yeah, no, they would love me down there. Go and use your toilet facility. Marley, uh, brilliant to have you on. Thank you so much. Um, all the very, very Thank best for you your recovery. Uh, always loves talking to you. Thanks so much for your time. Thank Cheers, you very Becca. much. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Well, she sounded in good spirits, didn't she? Yeah, I think it's a really oh, tough Marley. time. She always puts a brave sm- smile on her face. But and I then think... you kick her while she's down. Oh, well, no, just pecking her up that she's still loved. after her. Down in Yeovil, very much so. Um, but yeah, look, we wish her the best in terms of her recovery and hopefully she'll come back and make a real impact at the end of the season. Hopefully not too much though when she plays Quinns. <laughs> right, fair enough. No, I mean, she she is a, a big loss for England. Uh, as you know, Vicky Fleetwood hasn't been playing the last few weeks. Don't quite know what's going on there, but that would be a race for fitness because I would have thought that she would go straight into that seven shirt. If not, it's a decent French back row they're against. Yeah, Marley touched on it there, you know, a couple of their players in the back row are huge threats for them. Um, Hermet, the captain, is always a strong leader, strong ball carrier, sorry. Um, But her defence is absolutely immense as well. She's kind of the last woman standing all the time. But also um, Menager, um, again, another real difficult player to play against. Really strong in in the tight, but also in the loose. Know, twin sister plays on the wing she shares some of those traits in in the field as well so yeah look they're going to be up against it uh Bourdon, world player of the year nominee as well so they've got a real strong spine to them um so yeah it is going to be a physical and tough fixture england will be under no illusions about that um but then you look at the flip side you look at the players that england have got you know it's matchy matchy yeah i mean we haven't spoken about it. perhaps you'll talk about it in one of those those, those fallow weeks um uh, but I mean, it is a shame you're not playing because with your fluent French, you'd be able to pick up all their line-out calls and things, wouldn't it? We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> right, you touched on the England squad then. Um, no. You did. <laughs> Who made your eyebrow go up? Who made you take an inch sharp and take a breath? Who did you think was not there? Um, for me, the... One of the pleasing things to see was Harriet Miller-Mills. 
um, back after a very long time out of injury. He's been playing really well at club down at Wash. She then had another little hiccup of injury and then has come straight back in on form. Um, she left the game playing really well and really strong, kind of pushing a starting position, oh, um, plays back row, second row. Grateful. Really difficult to tackle, one of those kind of rangy runners. So I'm really, really pleased to see her back in the mix. And with the injuries that have gone on, we might see an early entry straight away this weekend with Harriet in the in the team, which I'd love to see. Um, I guess kind of everybody would look in and be like um, a little bit surprised to see Amelia Harper, you know, new player, um, young talent. So I guess it's always kind of those those positions where you haven't heard of a player or you don't know much about them. So I suspect some people will be kind of looking in on those two. But rest assured, you don't get into an international team squad unless you've earned that merit. And she's clearly been going really well at Loughborough, as has Mawena Tallinn. Mawena. Mawena Tallinn. Yeah, um, it's like also, Excalibur, isn't it? Um, young talent, second row, I believe. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, you know, how they evolve in the training environment and if they actually get an opportunity this Six Nations. The other person, which will be um, brilliant to see her back in the mix, is Bryony Khalil. Again, um, broke her leg last year. She got one cap last season against Ireland off the bench. Um, but she, she, she's such a good player to have in the squad. And to see her back in the name sheet is telling me that she's fit and ready to go. Yeah, great to have the, the twins back in harness. Um, I'm just going to go back to those two Loughborough players. I did uh, Loughborough Wasp on commentary. Simon Middleton was was, was down watching. Um, and I said, who's yeah, that, that second row? I mean, she's only sort of 17 or whatever. He said, yeah, we have firmly got her our eyes on her. Lo and behold, she's in the Six Nations squad. And so Amelia, you taking you taking the rap for that, that you basically picked her, told, her the, told the England team? <laughs> you can think what you like. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just putting it out there. Chief Scout. <coughs> Available. Uh, <laughs> Amelia Harper. Uh, again, I, she, I think she scored two tries that day. Kent girl. Just saying. Kent girl, but very quick over the ground. Uh, very abrasive. Next to the game in Dublin, where Ireland and Scotland get their campaigns underway. I'm delighted to say the scholar boss Philip Doyle joins joins us on the line now. Now, Philip, when you were announced as scholar coach, I had absolutely no idea who you were, and then I realised that actually it's Goose. Uh, I, uh, I only my mother calls me Philip these days. All right, well, what should I refer to you to? Uh, oh, yeah. Goose, Goose is fine, no problem. Goose is fine. Look, we we won't get into that. Well, we've got some. Some serious stuff to, to, to talk about. Um, you've had a great weekend doing some slightly unusual warm-ups over Burns weekend, I understand. Yeah, Burns night. It came out of the blue, really. I heard two girls talking about, oh, it's Burns night, we must do a Kaylee. A Kaylee dance, and I said, now that's a good idea for a warm-up. So, uh, and then it uh, just so happened someone had a camera, obviously. And uh, yeah, something like 72,000 hits. Incredible, incredible, brilliant, unbelievable, and it would have been double that if you joined it yourself. Was that just not, just not your thing? Have you seen my legs? <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, 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 not a, not a good, not a good sight, not a good sight. Look, Jackie, uh, psycho. So preparations going well. It, it seems certainly from the outside and someone who's, who's been been covering the game for for a while that 
you, you change quite a few things up and, and the forefront of that is playing more games, getting some more time together. Would, would that be fair? Yeah, yeah. Listen, the, the uh, Scottish rugby have been absolutely brilliant regarding backing me and they've, I've asked for a huge amount and, and they've delivered on everything basically from, uh, you know, uh, what, five, six matches pre-Six Nations. I, that's unheard of in the Scottish setup and... Uh, with the tour down to Africa on top of that. So when you when you have that much time, and yes, I did have to change a few things, turn things on its head a little bit, and uh, there was time to get used to me and my processes, but the girls have really yeah, bounced well into it. and um, Yeah, it's gone well. We had a great great tour down to Africa, really got to know each other. We only had a week and a half, uh, a weekend and a half to prep for that. And uh, then uh, come, but just come back off Spain there. Yeah, so think nice, nice win out in Spain. Um, long time coming. I told them that they had to. It was time to change. They hadn't beaten Spain in a number of years. So yeah, it's all it's all going well. Um, boys, boys, well for the for the Six Nations where we're look we, we, wins are going to be hard to come by. Uh, but it's all about our performances. And I know it's a cliche and all that, but. I think we we have to we have to uh, close the gap on everybody. To be honest, the results have not been good enough, and uh, the girls know that, and we know that, and that's going to be our target for the Six Nations. Well, I was just just going to say, I mean, have have you set yourself target? Obviously, off the back of that, as you say, a really good win against against Spain over there. If we're fully loaded side, they had they had out. It, what is that the target? Have you set yourself three two wins, or, or, or is it? Literally, as broad as say, closing that gap. Uh, no, we're absolutely closing the gap. We've got to close the gap on every single side that we play uh, from previous. And then it really is about the qualifiers in, in September. Again, I know it's a cliche, but it, like that's our target. We've got to qualify. That's my job. That's why I'm employed now. 100% get them into our World Cup in 2021. And uh, that it's just... The Six Nations is a process that we have to go through, see where we are when we come out of it, see where our world ranking is, uh, hopefully improve it and uh, put us in a decent position for the World Cup qualifier. So, so, so then, Goose, what, 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 what defines success this Six Nations then? Um, I, I really want two really big performances against uh, the, two, the two big teams, France, France and England. Just Two very, very, really, really good competitive. I want to see competitive uh, games of rugby, and uh, yeah, we're going to really target uh, the other three, the other three games, obviously. And uh, if we can get, if we can get something out of them, brilliant. If not, look, we, as long as we've taken a step forward, I don't, I don't mind. So the the big picture is those qualifiers, which, if we were to fairly honest with ourselves. Ireland will be in that mix as well, we suspect. So, looking ahead to yeah. the weekend when, when, when you do face Ireland, your side you used to coach, um, that's going to be quite odd. Yeah, let's tackle that first. That's going to be quite odd. Go back to Donnybrook in, in, in a different shade of colour. What, what, uh, what are your yeah. thoughts ahead of that? <laughs> uh, well, one that I've known for about seven, eight months that I was going to do. So, it's, um, I, look, I, I, I've got to be able to park park my feelings, personal feelings, and um, I have to be very professional about it. I'm, I'm here to do a job, and, and, and that job is to try and beat Ireland, and, and that, that's going to be our target. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be strange for the anthems. I, I, I don't honestly know what I'm going to do there. <laughs> I'm, I'm either going to sing both or sing neither. It's one or the other. Um, yeah, but sure, I've, got sure. res- I've got to show respect to, to both countries. Um, but it's, it's going to be a strange one. But um, one, one I'm going to enjoy. Do you feel you've got a slight upper hand then? Then Goosey, you know, because you, you know the setup there. You, you know quite a few yeah. of the girls. You're coaching back at club level uh, when you're not, not so long ago now. So have you yeah. got a slight upper hand sort of coming through the back door with, with some knowledge? Nah, I, no, I, I don't believe any of that, to be honest. Um, no, I know some of the girls. A lot of the girls, virtually all the girls that I've, um, I coached back in my day have, have, have now gone. retired. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know those. I don't know the current Irish girls. I know them through... <laughs> I coached in the Irish League last year, so I know them through that. But no, I don't know them intimately at all. So uh, I, I don't believe I don't believe I have an upper hand at all. They look, they have their agenda, they have their goals, and and good luck to them. But uh, no, I, we have our goals, and and may the best team win. Really, yeah, indeed. Well, just 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 finally, what are you expecting from from Ireland? Quite, quite a young side. Uh, obviously, obviously at Donnybrook, an atmosphere that you know very well. Well, what are you expecting yes. from from them at, at the weekend? Oh, what do I expect? Uh, look, typical, typical the Irish game. It, it, they're good. They've got a fantastic set of forwards and a decent set of backs. So um, weather is going to come into into play. I'm yeah. hoping it's going to be a dry one um, because if they stick it up the jumper, um, you know they're, they're a physical pack. They, they say themselves that they're now well experienced internationals. We are a young side going forward. Um, but we're going to have to learn how to deal with that. So their pack will be a formidable force for sure. Uh, so we're going to have to go toe to toe with them. To be honest, it is a contact sport, so that's what we're there for. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one for us, no doubt about it. Absolutely tough one, but uh, one we're going to really really enjoy. And therefore, is it is it really really pleasing to see the experience Rachel Malcolm's Chloe Rolly back back in the back in the side back from injury? Yeah, look, it's it's fantastic for us to have these players coming straight back in. We targeted this weekend to have them back, and thank God the um, the medical teams have, have been bang on and, and got them back. So um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be ready to go. So uh, we, we're, we're we're as full strength as we possibly could at the moment. Um, so that that's fantastic, and a credit to the to the staff to get the girls out. Goose, that's absolutely brilliant. Like, I, I, I could talk to you all day long. I remember quick beer we had at Marcosi a, a fair few years ago now. It's an utterly engaging yeah. company. And um, look, we, we, we watch on with huge interest as to the progression of Scottish rugby, the, you know, the obvious influence you, you have there. And we'll watch on with interest. And perhaps we'll speak to you in a few months down the line near the, near the qualifications. Yeah, love to. And uh, love to catch up again. And thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Great stuff. All the best of the weekend. Cheers, Goose. Cheers, Johnny. Take care. Take care. Okay, let's hear from the other camp then. Uh, a big WRP welcome to the Ireland boss, Adam Griggs. Adam, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. How's training today? Uh, yeah, we've been we've been in uh, camp all weekend, so the ladies have a couple of days off now before we come in for preparation against Scotland on Thursday. So uh, hopefully they're recovering well after a tough hit out on the weekend. And you had a, a, a pretty special weekend, didn't you, up at the High Performance Unit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a class facility that we've got up here, and it certainly helped us in the last um, couple of months preparing for this tournament. So um, it, it kind of gives you a real energy boost when 
it's you've got a home, you know, and the the players have um, familiar surroundings and they're able to relax in between sessions, and, and it kind of really promotes the the. I suppose the way the women's game is going, that we've got such a good facility to be able to train out of and call home. And speaking with Anna Caplice, sorry, Caplice last week, she's talking about the energy in the bars and how there's a real different feel amongst this team. And I know you just spoke there about the facilities and everything, but didn't you do something extra special in having all the family along last weekend as well? Yeah, yeah, we um, we opened it up to, to all the friends and family just to come and watch us train um, for the day on Sunday and then have some food with us. And um, I suppose it was just uh, came about really that um, coaches, staff and players um, were very aware that we take them away from their families for a, a good chunk of, of this part of the season. And, um, you know, there's no doubt it, it can be a stressful time as well. So um, it was just an idea that we thought, you know, was such a cool facility it's something for the eye to see and you know in terms of the gym and everything that was here but also to watch um how much the the ladies put into training and preparing for it you know a lot of the time they just see what goes on on the field and um at the same time we've got great support for that but we just felt it was really important that they see the nuts and bolts behind what gets produced on the weekends and um, certainly the timing of it was great because as I say we've been in camps all every weekend from January um, and to bring them in just before we we kick it off it was a real energy boost to the group and um, I know it was appreciated on both sides really a lot of the families were appreciative to come in and see um, what we do and how it works so it was a, a special time and it was something that we're definitely going to look to keep doing yeah I totally agree it's so important to have that extra support there because actually it does matter and um, when you are away so much so um but I mean going into this weekend then how is the preparation going um you've obviously had you had your warm-up game against Wales that went pretty well for you guys was there any kind of standout players or or surprises for you within that game um yeah look the, the preparation's gone really well um that, that weekend in Wales was important for us just to make sure that um, all the training we've been doing actually can be replicated with a, a game scenario, I suppose. And, um, you know, I think we, we spoke about a couple of the younger players coming through. I know Anna spoke about the uh, Dorothy Wall, um, who's come through the underage system, who's really starting to um, impress us with what she's doing. And I guess even with some of the other players, Cindy uh, Hope, who's on form at the moment, and she's going to be someone who's really important to us um, going into the Six Nations with her experience so it's good to see her um, playing well at the same time so um, I think we've got a really good balance at the moment and we have had some really good quality trainings that um, hopefully come Sunday afternoon will be um, equating to some results for us. And so what, what is the ambition for the side this Six Nations? We can't look past our home games, to be honest. We really want to make sure that um, we put up a bit of a fortress in Energy Park uh, the last couple of seasons. Obviously, last year we only had the two home games, and um, they were definitely against the, the toughest opponents in England and France. So um, we're looking at our home games against Scotland, Wales and Italy, and knowing that um, further down the line, uh, Scotland and Italy could be potential um, opponents in the World Cup qualifiers. So without... Um, I suppose looking too far ahead, we want to make sure that the performances start to come in at home and, and we make sure that we put on a bit of a show for those friends and families that have come, but also um, the crowds that will come as well. You know, the IRFU do a great job around 
bringing um, busloads of the minis and youth from rugby clubs around the country up to the to the ground and give them discounted rates to make sure they can get in and watch the games. And I think that's really special as well. You see it after games with the players um, hanging around and there's lots of people coming up and, and wanting photos and autographs and I think that adds something special to it. And so we want to make sure that we can perform in front of them and, and hopefully get results and kick things off in the right way. Yeah, I've definitely played down at Donnybrook before and it's a pretty tough place to go to when you've got a full crowd. Yeah, yeah, the Irish certainly get behind their teams. It's one thing I, I definitely love about the way they can, they support their teams. It's, um, it's a special atmosphere that they bring, that's for sure. You, you spoke there about those World Cup qualifiers. We know they're over the horizon at the minute, but obviously you, you guys plan months and months ahead, years, and years ahead. How much of a bearing... On those qualifiers, is this weekend going to be not possibly physically, but, but more that psychological edge that could should you meet Scotland in those qualifiers that uh, you beat them in the Six Nations? How important would that be? Yeah, absolutely. The confidence and um, cohesion you can take from from a victory this early on, even though the, the qualifiers are a wee way away, um, is certainly something that we we need ourselves. We, we, you know, even in November we were pipped at the post by Wales and that was coming off the back of a disappointing Six Nations last year so um, you know you guys know rugby it's a funny game but you can when you get a bit of confidence and the rub of the green and you get a result here and there it certainly helps you out and so um, I think as you say it could really build some confidence for us going forward that's for sure. Now I don't know how well you you know Philip Dorr better known as Goose he obviously knows your squad or certainly Quite a few players in the squad and the environment very, very well. How much of an advantage is that, is that going to be for, for Goose, the former Ireland coach? Yeah, yeah, I know Goose fairly well. Um, you know, even only last year he was coaching in the All-Ireland League with um, Black Rock Rugby Club. So right. he's got a, we've got a few players in the squad that he coached only last year. So he certainly will have a, a knowledge of them. Um, you know... At the same time, I've said it before, but we're not the ones on the field, you know, so it's a funny time, this this part of the week and leading into the game, it's um, a nervous time for coaches as well, but it's really going to be out of our hands a little bit, you know, you can prepare them as well as you can, and um, nowadays there's, uh, and you, you know, you can analyse opposition, you get plenty of footage on them, but at the end of the day, when the whistle goes, it's the, the 15 players on the field, so... Well, I'm sure he has a good knowledge of some of our players. We're hoping that when they step on the field, it's in their hands and they really drive the performance forward for us. Adam, we wish you all the very best for the weekend. Um, let uh, yeah, let the, 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 the best team win. But thank you so much for coming on the pod this afternoon. Really appreciate it. And all the best, as I say, for the weekend and, and the rest of the Six Nations. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. I'm Shannon Alpo and... And the third and final game of the weekend, of course, in this round, one of the 2020 Women's Six Nations, uh, Wales against Italy. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, if we look at what's been going on over the last few weeks with Wales, still no, none, no certainty around the head coach situation with Roland Phillips. So, is the squad settled? I hope so. Obviously, a few days going into an Six Nations game, you'd you'd like to think so. Um, but there's a couple of players like Eleanor Snowsill that's been on the pod before, very experienced player, not involved. I think that's through injury, yeah, so that could be quite so, a big yeah. thing. Um, but look, Italy, uh, the guys that are on the rise at the moment, you think about where they finished last year, 
came second in the Six Nations, which nobody expected. It'd be really interesting, like, how have they kicked on from this? How did they use the Autumn International, something that they're not used to having as well? So they've got even more preparation going into the Six Nations. Um, So, yeah, I I would be very much looking at um, a strong performance from Italy. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Rigoni back in that 12 shirt. Uh, And your chum, Giada Franco, with the armband. What 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 will she bring to that role? Uh, I just put my teeth back in. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Look, Jada is literally. She will take her team forward. She leads by example. If something's not good enough, she'll damn right tell you, and she'll expect you to to raise the standard. And that's something that she will most certainly be doing. You know, she's a great player, but she wants everybody to come along with her, and that's what she'll bring to that team. Right then, here we go. Then, who's okay. going to win? Wales or Italy? Italy. France or England? This is really hard because they're so matched for match. You know, their pack is very similar, strong, dynamic, physical. Their back lines, both got weapons all over the place, experienced players at nine and ten. I mean, I'm dancing around this. Look, I'm always going to back England because I think, you know, they have the resilience. They've been in really tough situations against France. The only thing that France have in their favour is that it's at home because it's one of the most incredible places to play, but also one of the toughest places to go and play as well. Yeah, for what it's worth, uh, I just think that whole psychology, if you beat another nation four times in the space of 12 months, you've got something on them. And and in those those dark moments, you're going to crumble because you haven't beaten these people, the other people opposite, for the last four four occasions. The psychology of it is massively in England's favour for me. Yeah, I I do agree with you, but at the same time, France lost it in the moments twice as well. So they'll almost be thinking, you know, we can beat them. We know we can beat them. We gave the game to them. That's how their mentality will be thinking. They won't be necessarily sitting there thinking, you know, England have beaten us the last four times. They'll be thinking, we almost had them. We know that we can get them. No, not in the front box, in the back box. The the subconscious, (laughs) that's where it's going to hurt France for me. Anyway, uh, and of course, uh, Ireland against Scotland. Yeah, tough again, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, what was that noise? I was like, "Ah, don't ask me." Whatever it is, I like it. Um, I think it's a really tough one. Like, if I was going to go based on personnel, players that are involved, there's a lot more experience in terms of the Irish um, team. And speaking with Anna Kaplis last week, just that her energy and her thoughts around that they've turned a corner. Um, and for me, I'd like to, to see Ireland do well this weekend. So that's me kind of saying Ireland. <laughs> so you're going Italy, Ireland, England. Yes. You? Italy, England, Scotland. Oh. I just think there's something about Scotland at the moment. You coach, you players that are playing together, same club, TPs, lots of TP players in there. True. Yeah, money's there. Anyway, before we go, a few shout-outs. We must congratulate Mansfield Women's Section. We've done this a couple of times already, but it looks like their numbers are growing hugely uh, all the time. It's also a big one in the Women's Championship North. One West Park ladies against Cheltenham Tigers this weekend. Third against first. Only two points separate them, with Harrogate sandwiched in between them. Finally, Sedgy Park ladies. Now two training sessions a week. Fat Boy Payne, as he is known on Twitter. Uh, brother of Kerry Ann Payne. The 10K Open Water Olympic silver medalist. Uh, heads up that team. So all the best to Sedgy Park ladies and all you're doing. So, Burford, John, that's about it from uh, from us this week. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone, for, for joining us. 
Yeah, thanks to everybody. And next week, we're going to catch up with England's Hannah Bottomman to run the rule over England's performance in power. Or Poe. Or Poe. I was just looking at you. As I say, that French is coming on really, really well. (laughs) Irish legend and now mummy of two, Lynn Cantwell, will also be joining us. But that's not all. Hopefully, Jay Conkle will be giving Scotland's side of things as well. And please subscribe, rate, get on Instagram. Send us a message. Yeah, tell us your news. Yeah, let us know and we'll give you a shout out. Indeed, we will. Uh, our handle, that's the right term, Pod Women's Rugby. That's at Pod Women's Rugby. So it's just leaves me to say a big thank you to Marty Packer, to Philip Goose Doyle, to Adam Griggs, and to producer Jez. And remember, whatever you're doing to support the women's game, wherever you are, keep it up. Until next time.